Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yes, indeed. Week six in the NFL. We've got another noon star for the black and gold coming up on WWL Saints Radio in Houston. The three and two Saints taking on the two and three Texans. Now welcoming in Mike Dettelier, WWL NFL and college football analyst. Mike D's Notebook brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System. Good morning, Mike, and uh, ready for another big black and gold matchup. And, uh, you know, every week we're talking about quarterbacks, obviously, and this guy, uh, rookie for Texans, has been quite impressive. C.J. Stroud obviously being efficient and also securing the football. Yeah, he really has. I mean, he's always been known reputation-wise as a very accurate quarterback. Um, Doesn't put a lot of bad balls up to get picked off. And uh, he knows how to run an offense real well. At Ohio State, they didn't use him a lot running around. He was really basically a pocket quarterback. Other than the one game when they played against Georgia, okay, in that Final Four matchup where he really made a bunch of plays off the edge. And so you got to be cognizant of that. But he's smart. He's accurate. Has not thrown an interception. And that's amazing. Uh, you know, in, in his rookie season. So, uh, can you get pressure on him? First things first, you got to stop the run. They have not run like the Saints. They have had difficulties running the football, a lot of difficulties. But they've pass protected pretty well. So, stop the run and then force him to be the guy to beat you throwing the football. Mike, one of CJ's best weapons so far early on the season has been Nico Collins, but Collins has got some weird home road splits that I've noticed. He's played so much better at home than he has on the road. For instance, in week two against the Steelers, he caught nine or seven passes for 168 yards and two touchdowns. And then in week four against the Colts at home, seven passes, 146 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, that combines for 314 of his team leading 467 total yards and all three of his touchdowns have come in Houston. Um, so he's going to be definitely a guy to key in on if you're the Saints defense because you don't want him to have another one of those big home performances. Yeah, you know, uh, Charlie, he's a guy that I remember. He was one of the most highly recruited wide receivers in the country. He's from Alabama. He goes play his college football at Michigan. So, you know, I know we've said this before, but, you know, that was name image likeness long before name image likeness became legal. Right. That's not a lot of guys leave, the uh, you know, with a chance to go to Alabama or Georgia and end up at Michigan. And so uh, he had a solid career uh, with the Wolverines, but he's a big target receiver, great size, got really good length to go out and catch a football and He's got a little bit of scoop with him. Uh, now, he's not one step fast, but he's got some speed to him after the catch. But you got to respect the fact that he is a big physical receiver, and he'll go up and make a play. 
it's interesting the the home and away splits with him catching the football. Uh, I know before Tank Dell got hurt and with the concussion issues, they liked that combination of, of Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Tank gave them the guy that could blow the top off coverage, and Collins could work that short intermediate route. But you've got to go more to him now without Dell in the lineup, uh, still dealing with the concussion issue. And, uh, and same thing with Dalton Schultz at tight end, but Man, Nico's a really good player, and he has been really a better pro player than he was in college. And sometimes it doesn't work that way. Maybe what Michigan was doing didn't quite fit his talents, but I I think he's a really good receiver in this league. Mike, you mentioned Schultz a little bit. The Saints have been pretty good against the tight end this year, but uh, I know he can be a problem. Uh, you mentioned Tank Dell. He's questionable, not expected to play in this game. Uh, Robert Woods, another guy who's questionable but is expected to play. But what does the tight end Dalton Schultz bring to that Texans team? And he's a tall drink of water. If you've watched the Cowboys all those years, the last three years with Dallas, he caught 198 passes and 17 of them ended up in the end zone. Wow. In three years. So basically, that's almost 200 catches and 17 touchdowns in a three-year time frame. Now, this year, he's caught 17 passes, 154 uh, yards, two touchdowns. So you can see, short, intermediate, red zone, that's where C.J. Stroud wants to go to. Same thing with Dak. Dak used him a lot in that area uh, to move the chains, and when you got near the end zone, try to find him. It's difficult to cover that big six-foot-five-and-a-half guy. So the receiving core for them has been good, really has. Uh, And I think they've got some talents, not only short-term but long-term. When you're talking about Nico and Tank Dell and Dalton Schultz. Uh, But uh, Dalton's been a really productive player in this league. When you're talking about 198 catches over the last three years and then 17 this year, He's been a productive tight end, catches the ball really well, and he's sort of a glorified wide receiver playing tight end. He, you know, he knows how to get open downfield, and he's a size mismatch uh, downfield too. So uh, short yardage, red zone, that's the guy I'm keeping my eye on, Dalton Schultz. Hopping to the defensive side of the ball, Mike, two Alabama rookies with Will Anderson Jr. and then Henry Tooto, both linebackers, obviously Will Will Anderson, the third overall pick in this past draft. When the Texans made that splash move to ensure that they got both Stroud and uh, Anderson in the top three picks of this past draft, I I think that they really kick-started their rebuild because obviously both were hits for them. And then Henry Tooto, a guy that really kind of fell in the draft into the fifth round, and then they scooped him up. I thought that was a good pick at the time. Um, and both have been performing pretty well this season. But I just want to get your thoughts on both those rookies from Alabama. Yeah, um, you know, Will, I know a little bit more than uh, Henry only because Will, you know, he was mentored by Pete Jenkins. Uh, Pete had him and worked with him a lot at Alabama. And in the offseason, Pete worked with with Will Hmm. and uh, just a terrific athlete. Pete's Uh, doing pretty good there at LSU now, huh? Yeah, well, he's helped. (laughs) (laughs) As, as I would tell him, they bet her uh, how much better right, right. remains to be seen. But they bet her uh, on that part. But Will, 
man, he's just a really good athlete. He loves this game at the highest level. He's explosive. He can get off the ball real quickly. He's got a nice assortment of moves and counter moves to beat you. If I'm the Saints, I, I try to run the football out and to slow him down. Now, the problem has been the Saints have had difficulties running the football consistently well. And and that may be kind of the prelogue to what we've seen, some changes up front along their offensive line of you trying to get a running game cranked up. They have become better in pass protection, but they, they really haven't moved people off the line of scrimmage. But Will is great athlete, super guy, loves this game, and he was well worth what you paid to get him because you're going to get everything he's got. Uh, he leaves it out on the field, and you can use him a lot of different ways. You can sort of move him around. D'Amico hasn't done that. He, he would like for him to sort of get settled in what he can do, but I think eventually you'll see them move around a little bit with him because, you know, he's a prize player. I think him and, and Stingley, uh, and, and Derek won't play today because he has the hamstring issue, those are the two guys that they're going to try to build this defense around uh, in the future. With Henry, he was a highly recruited football player, ends up at University of Tennessee, played there, was a really productive player. He goes to the University of Alabama, transfers out. Um, smart, instinctive. He takes good angles to the football. He's their leading tackler. Now, the one thing in watching him and also watching a number of the kind of back seven from the Texans, man, they miss a lot of tackles. They're there, but, you know, guys get away from them. Uh, I'd like to see Henry become a little bit more secure tackler out in the open field. But, man, he can run. He's instinctive. And when he uses good techniques as a tackler, He's a good football player for the NFL, and he's been a really uh, great pickup for them for where they got him in round five. And you get a starting linebacker. So Henry's a smart player and gets it. He just gets it. And when you're at Alabama, one thing for sure, you well coached. Especially, you know, Nick spends a lot of time with the secondary and linebackers. Henry's a good pickup for them. The one negative is, with watching him, sometimes he doesn't make the secure tackle. You look for the big hit instead of the tackle, and guys get away from him. And, but I can say that for a number of the secondary people the Texans have, um, I would think today, you know, if I see that, the Saints have also, is to, hey, try to break away from that. Now, they're going to try to strip the ball from you or hit you high for the big hit. You can make yardage after the reception or after first contact on this football team defensively. I know Ryan's has talked about it. That's driven, driven him up the wall because when he was in San Francisco, they didn't have that issue. But he, he's got some guys here that kind of will, will go more for the, say, kill shot than the secure tackle. Mike, I know last week, obviously, odds makers thought we were in store for a much tighter game in New England this week. Uh, also, the line only has the Saints as a one-and-a-half-point road favorite. Uh, how are you feeling about today's game? Is this going to be one of those? Uh, I don't get that. 
I really don't. I, I think the Saints win today. Yeah. And and I think it's more than a touchdown. All right. I like that feeling. No, listen, uh, it's like uh, betting the over on an LSU and a USC game. <laughs> no matter where they put it at, man, and, and I gave some hesitancy for both, but they, they both covered yesterday on to that deal. They both got the over. Uh, for the Saints, you got a feeling you're catching a team here now that eventually that stuff about not throwing interceptions is going to yeah. catch you. Uh, you can't go that much longer without putting the ball up and you maybe throw a bad pass. And he had a couple of them against Atlanta. Man, he hit them in a bad place, right in the hands. They dropped it. Uh, so their lack of a running game sort of plays into the hands of the Saints. Because my thing is, you don't let them run the ball and then you get after the rookie quarterback. You make him beat you throwing the football downfield. And so, um, you know, I like the Saints in this game, and I think they cover. Uh, I, I, I felt that way last week. I feel that way this week that uh, you're catching a team here that has gone through the rebuilding stages. So you're going to get highs and lows with them, you know. And normally their highs have been when they play at home. But today I think the Saints take care of business and they beat the Texans. Love to hear that, Mike D. But I think another kind of point that you're making about, you know, with the Texans offense specifically, they're averaging three yards per rush. They're 27th in the NFL with like 82 yards per rushing yards per game total. I mean, you're on the money with this one, Mike. It's just stopping the run, but also getting after Stroud and forcing those bad passes. Because if you look at what they've been able to do so far, like if you just looking at the games that they have so far, uh, in their wins, the Saints have had nine sacks in three games. In their losses, they have two and two. I did pull that uh, stat up real quick. But looking at Carl Granderson specifically, uh, three and a half sacks this season, all of them have come in wins. But he's going against Laramie Tunsil this week, which isn't the yeah. easiest matchup. I was going to say, it depends on who you're going up against. No, he's going up against one of the elite in the business uh, in Laramie Tunsil. Um, he's not this huge 330-pound guy. Uh, you know, we're talking to Deuce about it, and he's like, he he's really built more like a power forward in basketball than he is a big heavyweight left tackle. But he is so good technically. The way he can use his arms and hands. But, man, you talk about footwork. He's got kind of picture-perfect footwork to, to kind of stall you in your place. Uh, if you're trying to get a pass rush on him. He's always been known as a really good pass protector, a guy that he secures that blind side, and you ain't getting a lot of pressure from there. Uh, he's been a good to very good run blocker. He beats you with technique more than, say, power. But, man, he is really good. He is a really good football player. It's an interesting matchup today with him and Carl uh, on how that sort of matches up. But the other guy should get be able to get pressure if you don't get it from Carl today because of the fact that that has been one point with their offensive line. They've been better in protecting the quarterback than running the football. But if you've got to protect him and he's got to throw the football 40 times, you ought to be able to get after him. The one difference between him and Mac Jones is he's much more – I would say an app to get out and run the ball 
if you're getting pressure, to move around. He's not a runner, but he'll buy time with his feet and get to the perimeter. Mac don't even do that. I mean, he, he feels it and he throws the lollipop up. And so CJ's the type of guy that he would throw the ball away more than he would try to put it in coverage from what he's played so far this season. But eventually that rookie streak of not throwing an interception is going to come to an end because we've seen it with rookie quarterbacks. They, they ride the roller coaster where they'll play some good games and then they come back down to earth and he don't have the five blocks of granite in front of him uh, protecting him again, stop the run and say, okay, if you're going to beat me, beat me with the rookie quarterback, but I'm not letting you run this football on me. And last year late, they were competitive because they could run the ball. Mike, one last kind of point about the rookie quarterbacks. We've heard it from a lot of fans that, oh, the Saints always struggle against rookie QBs, rookie QBs. It's a myth. It's a myth. And and I want to give credit to Jeff Nowak, the sideline reporter, for putting this out there for everyone to see. Since Dennis Allen took control of the Saints' defense – and was their DC and now their head coach. The Saints are 11 and 3 against rookie quarterbacks. Those three losses Kyle Allen with the Panthers in 2018, Jalen Hurts with the Eagles in 2020, and Kenny Pickett with the Steelers in 2022. Those are the only three losses that Dennis Allen's coach defense has suffered against rookie QBs since he joined the Saints. It's a myth, Mike. Yeah, and we said that from the start. I don't know where they pulled this out of. Now, again, if you want to talk about the past, there's one thing. Right. But they've struggled with good quarterbacks and bad quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks in the past. Uh, Man, I've seen it. I've seen it almost from year one. So I get that part. But recently, that's not been the case. Last year, people will say, well, Kenny Pickett beat him. Okay, Kenny Pickett, he threw for less than 200 yards. You know what beat him? They rushed for, I think, 217 yards on the Saints defense that day. And I think the Saints rushed for 27 or 28 yards. I'll do it. So, okay, you want to crown Kenny Pickett? <laughs> uh, go right ahead and do it. Now, Jalen Hurts, they're still trying to stop him. Yeah. <laughs> the two times A lot the of teams are, though, Jalen Mike. Hurts. Man, it ain't been good with Jalen. Uh, man, he's sort of got you number-wise. But that that's a fantasy. And apparently somebody media-wise has banged the drum on that. And it is a repeat of not understanding or not knowing what you're talking about. That's that's totally untrue. Now, okay, if it happens today, you get beat by the rookie quarterback. Okay, so what you're going to be eleven and four? Yeah, but eleven and four. I don't think that's happening today. And man, the word out of Indianapolis, you know, with Anthony Richardson isn't good, and you playing him pretty quickly in the deal, and doesn't look like. Man, Anthony could potentially miss the entire year. So you're playing Uncle Rico. You know, you could play Garner Minshew. The last time he played the Saints, man, and he and he had a juggernaut team around him. Yeah, a much better roster. Really good team. Uh, he spit a bit like a bad horse uh, against the Saints. So that is a total myth under Dennis Allen running the defense. Total, total myth uh, about the rookie quarterbacks. And, uh, we had one guy, oh, yeah, but uh, I remember last year, uh, man, Brock Purdy lit him up. Brock Purdy, he didn't even play against the Saints. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, so if you looked up those stats, you knew who you played. That That's just to try to add on to the fantasy. 
uh, about the rookie quarterbacks, but uh, they've done a good job uh, defensively. Really, really have. And you got to give them credit. Their defense, other than say that Monday night game against Lamar Jackson and Baltimore, uh, they have really played well on the defensive side of football. Really, the struggles have been on offense, trying to find a running game and trying to find some consistency in the passing game. And today, uh, I think they're going to put a, try to put a lot of emphasis on running the ball better. I think deep down inside Dennis Allen, that gets under his crawl. That they, this team has not been able to run the football well this year. Mike, always appreciate the time. Obviously, be talking to you more coming up at 10 a.m. when we switch over to the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Talk to you later, Mike. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Thank See you, Mike. Mike, these notebook brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.